Hey, y'all, you may not know this, but today, this episode you're listening to right now is our 300th episode. It is also Father's Day on Sunday. It's a pretty big week for us, and we wanted to give back. So we reached out to a bunch of cool brands and just said, like, listen, we don't want anything from this. We just want to make one dad's Father's Day the best ever. So what can you do? So Orca put in a cooler. Rectech Grills put in a freaking pellet grill. Oak and Bond put in some coffee. Porter Road put in some meat that you can go ahead and put on the grill. Boot Hill Blades is giving a handmade custom knife. And then Olivina Men and Gentleman's Hardware are putting in a grill and chill package. So head on over to our Instagram. This giveaway is running until Saturday night. That is Saturday the 19th at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. We will then do a live drawing on Father's Day and make some dad very, very happy this Father's Day. So it's just something we wanted to do to give back to all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for 300 episodes. Thank you for everything you've done. And I hope all of you have a great Father's Day. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a bourbon group, a store, a distillery, and you need wholesale pricing for laser etched glassware, feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to introduce you to my friends at distilleryproducts.com. They do our glasses. You've seen our glasses. They're great. And they are at great prices as well. So feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to reach out to the folks at distilleryproducts.com. Tell them that dad's drinking bourbon sent you today's show is also sponsored by our friends at orca coolers it is father's day this sunday what better thing to give dad this year than something from orca coolers whether or not it is an awesome tumbler it could be one of those bourbon barrel tumblers it could be another tumbler they have one with dimples that looks like a golf ball it could be a cooler and orca coolers are a necessity this summer for the backyard get togethers lake days and everything in between because they're roto molded that means you could put ice in there one day it's still going to be there four or five days later so use code dad season that is code dad season for 20 percent off your order at orca for all of life's adventures today's show is also sponsored by action247.com you want action get in on the action with tennessee's only sports book by tennesseans for tennesseans and guess what Both the Tennessee Volunteers and the Vanderbilt Commodores are headed to Omaha. And with number one Arkansas out of the mix, you know everybody is looking at these two Tennessee schools to bring home the College World Series. They're going to have lines for all of the games as well as some updated futures. So keep your head on a swivel. Also in baseball, Action 24-7 now lets you bet on Triple A. That means they're the only place in Tennessee where you can bet on the Sounds or the Redbirds. So check it out at Action 24-7. Something really cool. You can't bet on horse racing yet through action247.com, but they are going to be a sponsor of the 2021 Iroquois Steeplechase on June 26th, and they're going to have a lot of opportunities for folks to win big, giving away cash-free bets and a $100,000 grand prize in their Steeplechase free-to-play games. Make sure when you go there, you use code DADS100, and they will match up to $400 of your first deposit at action 247 that is use code dads 100 zeke you got anything to start us off yeah i got one a duck walks into an ice cream store says hey you got any duck food guy says no don't have any duck food duck walks into the next day yeah man you got any duck food guy says no 
We don't have any duck food. The next day, duck walks in. Hey, uh, you got any duck food? Guy says no. And if you walk back in here and ask for duck food again, I'll nail your feet to the damn floor. Next day, duck walks in. Hey, man, you got any nails? Guy says no. <laughs> you got any duck food? <laughs> My name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Zeke, it is a very, very, very special show today for a number of reasons. So first off, I want to say that we have two of our very good friends. One of these things through whiskey that we have been very lucky about is making some really good friends and some fun relationships. And I have to say that Mike and Danny from Penelope are just two of the greatest people that we have met throughout this whole thing. We now have a text exchange in which the four of us give each other a lot of shit, a lot of shit. And so I will preface this by saying that these are two of our very good friends. That does not influence what we think about the whiskey or what we talk about because it is still very highly contentious between the four of us that Zeke and I were not the biggest fans of bat six. We both thought it was a little hot. So if you're wondering if we're still going to be honest, even with two of our best friends on this podcast, we will still be honest. The good thing for Mike and Danny is that they're growing so quickly that it doesn't matter. Batch six is already a memory. They're already talking about batches seven, eight, nine, ten. I know this is a very long opening for me before I kick it over to anyone else. And so the last thing I will say, I pushed this episode off. Mike and Danny thought I was kind of blowing them off. We were supposed to record last Thursday night. The reason that I pushed you off is this is our 300th episode, and there is no other two people that I would rather have this 300 episode with than Mike and Danny from Penelope. Welcome, both of you. Boom. Well, that's wow. a big, that's awesome. Uh, Mike, congrats, guys. That's a big uh, 300 episodes, man. That's awesome. That was a big tease there. I was yeah. teasing you like Danny thought I was kind of like giving him the cold shoulder, and now I'm not. Wow. I just okay, that. I didn't know man. <laughs> Zeke didn't know either. He just said, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you held out on us. <laughs> I knew I had it in my back pocket the whole time. I told Zeke earlier today, I was like, I'm going to drop this on these two and they're probably going to be pretty amazed. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, Thank dude. you. Thanks for having us. It's awesome, man. And I got to say, man, just to, to follow up what you said, it's been, uh, I mean, just the friendship that we've got with you guys since we got into this has been awesome, man. And I think that's just one of the, one of the best parts about what we're doing is the people that we're meeting and that we wouldn't have met if we hadn't have done this. One of my favorite memories about you guys is that, you know, obviously being in the New York, New Jersey area, things were a little tighter last year than they were in other places in the country. And I remember you all came down here and we went to dinner together and Danny was like, this is the first time I've actually got dinner in a restaurant in eight months. Like, <laughs> dude, and then we went to a bar, and you're literally like talking t- 
two inches from my face. I was like freaking out. The whole plane ride home, Danny's like, I definitely have COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Now, to be fair, I wasn't talking to your face. I was talking to your ear. I kind of do that like tilt to the side thing. Like if you're in Nashville long enough and you've been to the bars, you know that like you have to be a little bit louder right in the person's ear. It was a long time since I've been that close to somebody. (laughs) Mike was spooning me. So like you had a little more distance than he did. That was a cuddle. A cuddle. <laughs> that was a good time. It's always good to see you guys in person. Yeah, it was awesome. Zeke, we haven't even checked it with you. How are you tonight? I was just going to simply say, I, I think it's almost uh, you know one of those catch-22 things where the uh, the closer friends we are, the the more hell and the more subjective we're going to be. So if, if anybody gets our truly just blatant, honest opinion without any, uh, well, should I really tell them this or that? Like, yeah, we just fly off the cuff here. That's the way it should be, man. That's what we love about it. Yeah. Zeke isn't I... nice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get the Zeke that I get every day that he normally saves that for like the private chats. We're not like this Zeke that people see and they're like, Oh yeah, you guys give each other a lot of shit. Like this is tame Zeke on the podcast. (laughs) Now, Mike, Danny, how have you guys been? Because you have been killing it over the past year. I know last time we talked, you were moving to do a whole bunch of stuff with online retailers as people were trying to get product. Now you're at this whole other place. You released a rosé cask finish. You now have this private select program. Tell everybody what you have been doing with Penelope over the past year that has got everybody excited because I feel like the internet's are a buzz on some Penelope right now. Danny, I mean, I don't know if you want to kick it off or you want me to, um, I but I mean, for us, you want to go, Danny? No, you kick it off. You do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, I mean, for, you know, I think um, when we got into this, I mean, it's been amazing. Like even our palettes like have continually changed, you know, I think that's the beauty of it. I think one of the things that Danny and I love is just is, is being curious about new, new offerings and doing different things. And, you know, we, we've always had our, kind of four grain, 80 proof offering. We still do. That's been the flagship product. That's our number one seller. You know, then we kind of moved into barrel strength, but it's still using the same three bourbon mash bills from MGP. And, you know, for us, we kind of just wanted to keep exploring within those three mash bills. So I think we, you know, from there, we we kind of started to tinker with some, uh, that's a Zeke word, by the way, tinker. I use that all the time now. And Zeke, I give you credit for it when I use it. I love that word tinker. We started tinkering with, you know, some, some different finishes and, you know, the rosé cast just worked for our blend and what we were doing. Um, we actually just are, are getting ready to release batch two of it. So that that's actually coming out, probably should start hitting shelves July 1st. And then from there, as we built up a good rapport with MGP, we started, you know, getting access to some really interesting barrels that they had and, and still within the same mashes that we used too, which was fortunate and just started exploring. And, Kind of that's where the private select started to coming from. We have been experimenting with a lot of toasted uh, barrels and different chars and toasts. I mean, heck, Danny, we just got some VDN barrels in. And I think for us, it's really just kind of continuing to, to see what we can do using, you know, this four grain kind of offering that we've had. It's the same three bourbon mash bill blend since the beginning. I think one thing that has changed since we last, I think we're on the show was um, we have our own distilled spirits plant now. Well, it's like, a, it's our warehouse, but we're able to do like R&D. We're able to keep barrels. We're able to bottle, blend, uh, rectify. So 
it's really given us a chance to be hands-on with everything that we're doing, um, at, at least on the experimental level. You know, we still do a lot down in Kentucky, but at least uh, we can kind of be hands-on nearby. You guys got to come up soon. We call it the warehouse, by the way. That's the name well, we, for it. We, we, go we don't like the forth. word facility. We, we say, go back come into the warehouse. Right. Sounds badass. Well, we keep saying <laughs> facility. We got to go. What do you guys like better, facility or warehouse? <laughs> Probably warehouse. I think of the cable guy when somebody says facility where he's like, Steven, what you've just asked me to do is illegal. And if convicted, you could face the fine up to $100,000 if they're being put in a correctional facility. Facility. <laughs> I, I can't deal with the word facility. That's awesome. Agree. That's priceless. I think you should just rip off Warhol and call it the factory. Ooh. Factory. Bourbon house. That's pretty badass too. I like factory. The factory is kind of or or the plant. I guess nobody <laughs> likes the plant. I mean it's the power plant. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I guess yeah, factory it is. It. <laughs> I do like factory. Factory or warehouse. That works. But I think it was pretty cool. I mean, Danny, I gotta give him credit. I you know. For us, it's always we're trying to do things as cost effective as possible. We're, you know, still bootstrapping this business. We we've been kind of just continuing to grind since like since we have since the beginning. And I was like, well, Danny, can we like, I mean, we gotta, if we're gonna do it, you know, we can't go above and beyond our means. So we, you know, we while we love all this kind of fancy uh bottling lines and automation and stuff, we gotta do it really kind of where it could still be efficient, but it's gotta be cost effective. And I gotta give Danny credit, he built an incredible line. He built it himself. In our first 40 days in operation, we've done 10,000 bottles. Danny, what was that like? Cause I mean, a lot of this stuff, for people that don't realize it, it's, you know, Mike had a daughter named Penelope and Mike had decided along with Danny that, all right, let's go start a whiskey brand. And I think, would you have four barrels in your first batch? Six. 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 Six barrels in the first batch. Batch one, and that was the 80 proof of Penelope had six barrels. And a lot of it was y'all figuring out things as you went. Danny, how the hell do you figure out how to make a bottling line? Like, did you Google and YouTube stuff? What would you do? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Google and YouTube. No, but like just, I don't know. You just like, like we started with the six barrels and then we went to 12, 15, 16, you know, a hundred, whatever. Same thing with the, with the, or the warehouse. <laughs> the facility. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We just started um, researching and then, you know, we've been in the industry, I guess now for a couple of years, like there's, we've been around a lot of it. So you're just kind of like always looking around and figuring it out and asking questions. And honestly, putting the juice in the bottle was maybe like a quarter of the effort, figuring out the compliance and the filing and tracking of everything that you have to do it was probably 75% of it but we figured it out and like we said we were scrappy we were you know we just kind of got what we needed to do what we needed to do without overspending Danny's being humble Danny Danny also built his house and did all the electrical so Danny's good with with kind of he's an engineer so i mean i think this was right in your wheelhouse but you know, it, it's been a big thing for us because a lot of this stuff like private select toasted series, some of the, the more experimental things we're doing, it's just really from a cost efficiency perspective, it's impossible to outsource it. You can't really 
keep tabs on barrels that you need to check almost daily if you're if you're if you're in Jersey and the barrels are in Kentucky or you know in Indiana or Tennessee wherever they are so for us we had to figure out a way to get them here you guys sound like slot receivers you know when Danny said we had to be scrappy you know how they always like mention a Julian Edelman Wes Welker Danny Amendola like I mean they happen to be very much. a lot of patriots on one comment <laughs> <laughs> but that that slot receiver it's always i mean the patriots were very much known for the slot receiver and putting yeah. that in the offense but he's always scrappy you know the slot receiver is always like ah oh, he's a scrappy young guy at five nine that's the only way he could make it into the nfl because he's not afraid to go over the middle and get his head chopped off <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of feel like you guys have been there as well. You're not afraid to go up the middle, try some new things. You know, I remember you sent us samples of, what was it, a PX Sherry at one point and something else, and you were trying things. We were like, no, no, no. You don't have enough cast strength on the shelves. Stop worrying about this PX Sherry and uh, stop going over the middle and getting your head chopped off. Just run the routes and get a first down right now. I remember Mike kept Mike Mike drops things subtly. Like we'll be in a phone conversation, I'll be like, Yeah, it'd be really cool if we could like bottle someday. And it's like, nah, we're doing everything in Kentucky, right? And then like you talk like a week later and he's like, Yeah, we should really like bottle something. And, <laughs> and then like he slowly like builds it up until he's like, Hey, we're gonna get our DSP and we're gonna freaking build this bottling line. And you're like, all right, let's let's effing do it. <laughs> he's like, uh, hey, we should really bottle someday. And he's like, yeah, I made this deal with the guy. I gave him like six cases of Penelope and he gave us an old bottling line he had. And we're just <laughs> going to do that. I got this no. side arrangement. I got to figure it out, Danny. We need the bottling line and we need it stat. <laughs> no, so he, he like builds it up, you know, like, and he, <clears throat> you know, he like, because at, at first it's like, what? We're going to like, we're going to get a DSP and we're going to like do this whole thing and it's like overwhelming at first, but he like builds it up and then he gets you, gets you to the point where you're excited then like take over and get the research done and figure out how to do it. And, and then we get it done. You know, it's like, it's a good, it's a good back and forth. And a, it's like a good way of like, he kind of, he's pushing, pushing me, pushing us to like keep growing. I remember that conversation with Danny when I was talking about the DSP paperwork. And I, I actually looked at the online. I was like, oh. This is a pain in the ass. Like it was just like a lot of paperwork, site maps, and just a lot of stuff. And I remember talking to Danny. I was like, "Dude, it's government forms. We just need to go in. You fill them out. They're going to be. You just have to be very, very specific." But Danny, what do you think? Do you think it was uh, a wise move getting the bottling line? I'm a thousand percent. Now I'm like gun ho. Like I don't want the thing to ever stop. You know, all the just being able to like go down tomorrow and pull some sample out of this like toasted barrel and do that without flying down is amazing and priceless. And it's helped us with our blending on our core batches by far. We've been continually, and I don't think this will ever change. I think we're always continually looking at how we're blending. Even from our blend from batch six to batch seven, we, we throttled our process. We, um, we've gone back and forth with like our methods of blending, to be honest with you. Like you know, some of our early methods we changed and we started doing other methods and we've kind of like now adopted some of the earlier methods, but blending them, but using some of the newer methods that we know. And I think it, it's just continually helping how we create product. Well, it's probably almost like cooking to a fair degree. I mean, you can tell anybody, uh, you know, all the components, whether it be three different ones or if it's 20 different ones, but 
still there's an order and a processes of, of putting them in there and doing that meticulously. And there's always going to be little nuances here and there that on a piece of paper, they may you know, not amount to two hills of beans, but in the okay. real life, you know, what you taste and see, like, well, damn. I think it is. Like, I didn't realize it till Monday. Like, we were down in uh, Kentucky. We were doing an 80 proof run. We dumped a series of barrels. Like, we thought, that, like, those were the barrels for the batch, whatever. You know, something happened and it all got into the tank, right? And you never know what it's going to taste like till actually, actually, it got into the tank and then we pulled the first 10 bottles off the line. And we tasted it and it was like that no, that's not that's not right. You know, something's that doesn't taste like the what we were sampling, like what we thought the blend was gonna taste like. And on the fly, we're able to adjust the blend because we know our mash bill so well now. You know, it's been it's been it's been three years and we've been working with the same mash bills and we just know exactly like what's gonna do what to to what so like even by adding one extra barrel of a specific corn barrel we were able to adjust the blend to get the profile that we needed like on the fly and i think that's something i got super excited about monday and that <laughs> Danny called me yeah He's like did it but i also feel like that has to be something to jump in for one second that is very important especially as you're sourcing at this point in your whole life cycle you're still sourcing whiskey and bourbon from other places so for you to have a hand a direct hand in doing some things whatever it is if it's blending bottling i mean blending is a big one that is creating the profile for your brand altogether but like just having more control when you're not distilling i feel like that would be something i would need too, like just to have a level of comfort to be like the product that we're putting out is something that we had a direct hand in rather than, Hey, we got these barrels. We told them what profile we wanted. Everybody did it. And then we just put our name on it and sent it out. I mean, there's not been one batch from batch one to now across any product that we haven't been full on involved with. There's, it's never been like kind of hands off. I mean, our process has changed considerably especially since batch one, which was an interesting, you know, interesting batch. I mean, it was our first one. We knew there's going to be a lot of issues and there was like not a lot of issues. There was like a ton of issues. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it where, you know, I think we love drinking bourbon. One of the biggest things for us is we want, we have to like it. And I, you know, now we have fun with that, but now it's the best part about it. We're like, when we like batch seven, I mean, heck we had, uh, now that we've even refined our, you know, blending uh, capabilities and how we think about blends and how we go about sampling barrels that are going to be included in batch seven. I mean, the sheer fact of like being ahead of schedule and sampling 10 different blends that could be batch seven and then being like, okay, I like two, three, four. And then I'm like, Danny, but two, it's not, I'm not really getting the nose I want, but I'm getting a great body and a great finish on this one. I'm eh, the nose is great, but there's no finish or it's like, a little hot. And this one, well, there's no body. And then be like, can we just tinker with that? Maybe. And I'm talking, it could be one he percentage. Loves that word tinker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's a Zeke word. I got to credit it every time. Every time I say tinker, I got to go Zeke. Zeke gets a penny every time you say tinker. Yeah, Zeke, you're going to get a pe- It's like the roundup thing. You know, you go to Walgreens, you pay roundup. You got to round up. <laughs> but it's true. It's made us, it's just, it's incredible. And I, and I, I think this is, like I said, I mean, it's only batch seven. I mean, so we're still 
you know, we do, we, we look at this as a marathon and we're okay with being open about our process and how we're doing it. And we think we're getting better at it, but you know, we'll let the consumers be the ultimate judge of that. And apparently Zeke and John. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go on us alone. Uh, we, we can't guarantee anything there. <laughs> nah, we are just two jackasses with microphones, by the way. Well, let's talk about batch six. Oh, you want to? Oh, let's get into the weeds. Let's get into it. Little, little hot, little hot. My favorite thing about it was Mike goes like, it's like somebody told him yesterday, the term neck pour. And so he, <laughs> he was going to everybody. He's like, <laughs> he's like, man, once you get past the neck pour though, it's really good. Like somebody used it in a conversation. That was his buzzword for two weeks. He's like, man, it was real timely too. Cause there was like an article about, it was like kind of an <laughs> yeah. article about, wasn't there some like, like vine mm-hmm. paired article about it or something like that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, that's it. We had it, but I, I'll be honest with you. I really love batch six because I kept getting a lot of brown sugar. And once it opened up, I mean, that sounds probably like a broken record term, but I, I got, I loved it. I got a lot of brown sugar. I really enjoyed it. We took that feedback to heart and said, okay, how do we take what they're saying and, you know, and really try to make batch seven better. Let's, let's look at the nose more. Let's look at that kind of initial pour. Batch six went a little more like the rye barrels in the blend were kind of standing out. So like we went a little heavier on that. So it gave it a little more spice. (laughs) You're a corn guy. No, we're not heavy, heavy on the corn. It's more Zeke and I. And it's funny because our palates are misaligned, but we both kind of look for the same thing. But some of the things that are hot to me are not hot to him and vice versa. So when our palates do align, that's kind of like the alarm bell, like, oh, something's kind of going on here. Thankfully, when we do a barrel pick, (laughs) we happen to align and then that's the barrel that we know is the good one. One of the cool things with your private select program is we can really go through and figure that out. If you are doing a Penelope private select, you are doing the blend. So you know you're going through those four grains, figuring out the percentages of what you're putting together, what works, what doesn't work. There are definitely some combinations that are a little more spicy than others and bring a little more heat than others. We have been doing this for so long now that we just really want something. And Zeke, I don't want to speak for you, so jump in at any point. But I think we're just in a period in our bourbon journey right now. We're just looking for crushers. And if it's not a crusher, we're kind of like, eh. For me, at least, I'm looking for a good mouthfeel. I'm looking for something that is a little bit higher proof, but I don't want that blazing heat of the higher. I want something that's a nice drinker. I don't really care about all that other stuff right now. I just want something that that's a, easy to drink and has some flavor and has some mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. And that's why Zeke's drinking a lot of screwball right now. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke did start this show off drinking screwball. I've actually been more on a, uh, a Grammy RNA kick, but I was just going to say, um, well, that and chartreuse. Chartreuse is my new best friend, like leaps and bounds. I love that shit so much. But no, especially like heading in toward these summer months. Uh, I mean, it sounds funny, but I, I've been more ecstatic about finally getting back into some gins and mezcals. Um, mm-hmm. Not like I mix cocktails clearly, but... You know, I can throw something together slightly or even have those, you know, neat or chilled and, and they're just a different pour and different type of enjoyment. And especially with the heat, I mean, at times it's just really hard to 
get into, I guess what I would call a, a heavy, like full body bourbon that's complex. There's enough rye that makes you think about it. It's a viscous to where you have to chew it. It's just a whole lot of damn work. Um, I mean, like Monday, I was up doing some picks with a group John and I are in, and we did Bullet and uh, Buffalo Trace. And, it, it, you know, one was morning, one was evening at both picks. A couple of folks next to me were looking at my notes as we're going through it. It's kind of like I thought you would have put more down on the paper. And I'm like, no, man, like three words, all I need. Like, I, you're not <laughs> going to get descriptors out of me. Don't expect like a sentence, much less a paragraph. Like, good, bad, ugly kind of shit. Like, this is moving here. Zeke, that is what I love about you. I remember our first show with you and you drank the 80 proof and I think you had one word and you just said, or maybe it was not one word. It was like stay puff marshmallow, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good memory, Danny. I have never forgotten that because every time I drink it now, I think of fucking stay puff marshmallow. (laughs) Well, that's the thing too. I mean, Zeke and I are similar that way. When we go on barrel picks, we're one word for each barrel. Like what is the one standout word? So I might take, three barrels and go like number one is chocolate number two is mouthfeel number three you know it's like what is the defining characteristic for each barrel and a lot of people sit there and they'll do a barrel pick and they will like literally list out all the tasting notes for everything when you're picking a barrel it's like no you have a limited amount of time in that rick you go you get the thief you're like what is the defining characteristic for b oh all right if you want chocolate and it's hot okay cool Got it. I agree. I think less, I'm not like, I don't speak a lot. I don't like, I'm a quiet kind of guy, but (laughs) that was super awkward. Words are hard for me. I'm the quiet type. But I don't use a lot of words. So like when, when we do go through these barrels, I just use really simple, just single words sometimes. And I think you have to, especially when you're going through a hundred and something barrels, because you just need to internally know what you felt when you tasted it, you know? And like, I know I've read other people's tasting notes and they're like sentences and it's just like, nah, you just need to find what that differentiator is. And especially when you're going through like a, a single batch of a single mash bill, like hone in on that. And then you have you have certain words that describe the barrels and then you can figure out which ones taste alike. Danny's like barrel three makes me feel tingly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also feel like Danny's going to pull one of those little rat, you know, remember the movie, the little rascals and yeah. Yeah. yeah, At the very end is like, actually I have an extensive vocabulary. No, I was like Jay Jay and Silent Bob the whole time. He didn't say shit. And he all every like show at the end is just profound knowledge. Like, fuck, I thought he was a mute. That's me and Mike. (laughs) You know, Jay and Silent Bob, they're comic book stores in my town in Red Bank. Oh, man, I love those two. I call my best friend from growing up Lunchbox because uh, <laughs> he's just always kind of short and chubby. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember Clerks? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Clerks. I even saw Chasing Amy not long ago. I watched Clerks with my parents when I was like 14. Oh, it was really gosh. hard to watch. Like, I was like embarrassed. It was like an embarrassing movie to watch with your parents. Mall Rats time, was a great was one, like too. Crazy words. Noise, 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 smoking <laughs> weed, smoking weed, doing to. Drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one to watch with your parents when you're like 14 years old. I also love that like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were very prominent in all of the Kevin Smith movies. For those of you that don't know, growing up in Boston, Ben Affleck was on this PBS show called Voyage of the Mimi. 
and he yes. was a teenager. This boat based out of Gloucester went down to like the Mayan ruins and you learned all about the Mayan ruins and Ben Affleck was on this show. So when he made it big, I'm like, wait, Voyage of the Mimi dudes like a movie star now? Danny, you don't remember, do you remember Voyage of the Mimi? That was in our school curriculum when we were like sophomores. It came in, what were those big CDs called? The laser disc. Laser disc. Laser disc. When we were, I think it was freshman year of high school, they're like, okay, we got this in a science class, and they would put the laser disc in, and you got Voyage of the Mimi. Not quite criminal minds, but you know, <laughs> it's binge worthy. That's by the way, Netflix. Imagine Netflix just threw up fucking every episode of fucking Voyage of the Mimi. Oh my god. <laughs> Of it. It would be so good. It's the most, it's actually a great show. It's a great show. And then who would have known that Ben Affleck went from Voyage of the Mimi to the proprietor of Fashionable Man? To wrangle this back in a little bit so that our 300th episode doesn't go 300 minutes. <laughs> um, We're only at 39 and I'm going to cut down from here, so don't worry. Yeah. I'll, yeah I, think, I think John just cut out like six minutes of the last eight minutes. <laughs> as long as all seven of them were him, we're doing great. Not to be, I guess, too light on this, but I know I think we probably have a lot of bullshit left to do and some seriousness. But we touched for a second on single barrel selects, and I, I guess is a bit of almost cliff notes, so to speak, and I'll let you guys fill it back in. It's essentially where groups, stores, whomever, as far as I know, get samples of all three of the mashes, which I'll let you guys go into more detail on, work on their own blends for those. Most importantly, uh, I'll throw out there too, John and I have a couple of them coming out to this market very soon. We're both proud of. My question after you fill this in or you can answer it before in case you forget, when these blends come in, because you guys have done this several times on a, a large scale, and then you see the ratios these folks have lined up for you to blend of your product essentially in this new way, how many times are you like, wow, that's amazing. I wish I'd thought of it. And or like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> they paid us for these yet because i don't know if i want to keep them <laughs> <laughs> no i mean the one thing we've always felt with our you know so well going back to it i mean i think we started private select because the i probably started in maybe early last summer it'd be an occasional request like oh do you guys do barrels and i'm like well we don't have well we don't do single barrels because a we don't have inventory b and we're a blend of three different bourbons so we just never had the notion of a single barrel and plus our you know we at that time we were still probably just 3 to 4 year you know our our barrels are gradually getting older so we we said okay what's fun and we've always looked at this as like immersive like everything we're doing Danny and I in particular we're like god this is so much fun how do we take our experience and bring it to other people. And so we just said, like, we've always felt we've messed with, I was going to say Tinker, decided <laughs> to go messed, which isn't as good. I like Tinker better. No, Tinker's better. Yeah, Tinker. We, so Danny and I have tinkered with all of these different blends so many different times. You know, we decided to really take them and we felt confident that there, there's there's a lot of different, like there's some good ones and there's some bad ones, but the bad ones we never felt like were like awful. Or the good ones we felt like were, I mean, they were just pretty rock solid from a blend perspective, assuming we picked the right barrels to go into the blend. That was the biggest thing was you're not putting anything too off profile. So you had to have the, the right barrels. And that's where it all came from. We said we wanted to do custom blends and we wanted to take the experience that we had from the first day we did it and let other people experience it. No, it makes perfect sense. I just wondered, like, even when, uh, you know, the, the sheet comes in or the message, like, hey, you know, we got together, we worked on this, here's our blend. And you just kind of look at the numbers like, 
ooh, I've tried something in those ranges before. Like, oh, 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 oh buddy. Because, <laughs> I mean, we all have different palates. I'm not saying any of them are bad. I know if I think if it were John and I, we would do the same thing. Like the two blends we did are day and night different, I think. One's a, a very sweet, just go to town on if you want to. One's a little more complex, methodical. I was in a big cigar phase at the time, and that kind of probably weighed heavier. But there's a more of an oak back end presence to where you take a few breaths with it. You sit there. It's a slow sipper. And we liked that that showcased the two different profiles in there. Kind of always wonder, like, you, you know, you're still going to see stuff of like, oh, we tried that one night. <laughs> Man. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's Z, like the more crazy they are, the <laughs> better they are. I mean, I've been so shocked with some of the blends. I'm like, yeah. no way. You can appreciate it for a certain Whoa, that's good. Like, I just think the more creative it is, it's usually the better. It's usually great. You can appreciate it for, like, why they blended it that way. Like, you know, somebody blends some ratio and you're like, oh, like, yeah, I, I'm getting that. You know, I'm, I'm getting that finish on that that is probably why you picked that blend, you know? Maybe it's not, like, all-encompassing. It's totally like music where it's like, is there harmony? Like, is everything aligning up? Is there some sort of musical balance to it? And then after that, it's like, do you like grunt? Not to date myself. Do you like grunge, or do you, you know, do you? Like, <laughs> oh, you so dated yourself, dude. Or do you like metal? Like nineteen ninety nine. Grunge actually didn't start till nineteen ninety one, but oh, whatever. Fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. But it's like that, you know, there's different types of music. And it's like, is that what you like? All right, that's cool. I can appreciate that because it has this characteristics. And, you know, I like that. The hardest part about blending is what, where, like right now, Danny and I's palettes are in different places. Just like oh, you yeah. you guys. I mean, different places. And, you know, and I, that's always changing. Are we kind of moving too quick? Like, like in the beginning, we were, we, I think we, Danny and I would both admit it. We had very, just easy, very simple palettes. And now it's just kind of like keeps trying to find something new and different. So, so now you're getting uh, basically free R and D out of this too. Well, we told him <laughs> yes. that before. We told him you on the last said it. podcast. Your line. That's your line. <laughs> <laughs> Our palettes are changing too. Like Mike, you know, and like Mike um, used to love the 80 proof. He swore by the 80 proof and said he didn't like higher proofs. And now look at him. He loves the barrel strength. Yeah. Just all high proof all day, every day. But that is the evolution <laughs> of a bourbon drinker. I mean, they they get introduced to bourbon, then your your palate is constantly gonna change. And you know, my palate and, and my desire changes based off the season. You know, when it's colder, I want a different profile than when Zeke alluded to it earlier. But I want to go back and talk about this private select a little bit more because y'all had asked us to do the blend for the state of Tennessee. And I want to talk about this because we had done a blend. Zeke and I were toiling over this for a long time. Our friends down in Atlanta, BS and Bourbon ATL, even though they're from Brazelton, were... James, Bob, we love those guys. Great yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. But they were talking shit for no reason. They wanted to make this a competition, and Zeke and I were kind of doing this whole thing and really being meticulous going through trying different blends. There was just some heat that we couldn't get past. What, Whatever, you know, and maybe this is a flashback to bat six, but 
whatever we were putting in the blend there, there was something that just was off. Like if we kick the wheat up a little bit more, there was one profile. Then you kick the corn up a little bit more, the rye up, and you're, you know, eventually we went to you and said, well, what if we cut the weed out altogether? Because I think that's where the heat's coming from. So we ended up doing that. We came up with the blend. And the distributor, because that's who we were doing the pick for, distributor loved the blend so much that they wanted us to do another one. Now, we ended up doing another one that was a different profile because we didn't want to do the same thing twice. BS and Bourbon ATL was not asked to do another blend besides the one that they did for their store. I want to ask you two right now, you've tasted both of these blends. Which one did you like better? <laughs> Guys, come on. Oh, <laughs> that's a ridiculous question right now. He wasted it's, a lot of it's almost midnight on a Tuesday. I feel like I'm, I thought I was on love line. I'm not. A, like, I mean, this was a big buildup, but I wanted to kind of lull them. I was purposely talking longer to lull them to see if I could get an answer. I love James. I love being their pick was great with Daniel and cork and keg out there. I, I think they did a great job. Now, James claims I, he did it all himself. <laughs> James, I don't know where to answer that, but uh, and, and do you know James actually brought a major league pitcher on that blend with him? He needed to literally yeah. call the bullpen because those two could not blend it themselves. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Danny go. <laughs> Danny, 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 Danny doesn't have to go here. I, I think as soon as uh, Danny heard that we wanted to go with 70% on the corn whiskey side, he was sold. Uh, yeah, Danny loves the corn. This, this is that thing where, where Danny and I really line up and, and you and Mike line up in so many different ways. But as soon as the message thread said, we're thinking going 70 on the corn. F Yeah. Done. <laughs> Danny hasn't replied in two days. Two seconds he chimes in on that one. Like, oh, guess he does watch the thread. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I thought they were all really good. Um, Look at you being a politician right here. You know ours was yeah. better. Okay, right now, but I, I say take it to the consumers. Let's see what maybe we'll do a little taste off, blind tasting. Well, I, I think agree. the consumers have already spoken in the sense that we had a reorder already and. They have not. I will say that Mike ordered these labels. I want to remind Mike with his New Jersey education <laughs> that there are. This is a no hold. This is a this is a prison match. <laughs> there are two dads and dads drinking bourbon. So dads plural does not have an apostrophe. D a d apostrophe s is possessive. Like it is literally dads drinking bourbon. So for all of y'all that get Aww. this label and see that there's an apostrophe here, this was Mike. And when I told him about it, he originally tried to blame the label company. <laughs> for a split second. For a split no, second. you you did it for a whole day. I, and then still, I, I go, still uh, have admitted that. I would still be using that line. Like, look, no, bro, we still no, 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 no. I botched that. You didn't, you didn't check the proof when it came in? No. <laughs> I am just not good at grammar. You know, that's like eighth like grade my, I, English class, Mrs. Hyde shit. <laughs> that's not even eighth grade. That's like fifth grade. Like, yeah, you know what's funny? I'm really good at like it's, it's, I know when the comma, it is, comma, your, I nail your, I'm good with not, there. I nail not, 
No, you're not good with there, actually. Actually, I'm not that good with there. But but there was a, there was an email today. Yeah, yeah I'm not a, good with there. Scratch okay. that. <laughs> Move on. But by the way, I thought it looked good. Posture, you know, we'll fix that. And you could maybe scratch it out on all the bottles. <laughs> you probably could because the labels suck. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that, but like out of the three that I got, two of them came in very good and one was very hazy. We're, uh, we're fixing that. <laughs> This yeah, is all that. stuff that, you know, new brand. You guys are two, three years into this. You're figuring some stuff out as you go. Where to go for labels is one of those things that you're figuring out. Yeah, but what like, nobody realized behind the scenes is we doubled up on all the orders. So if any of our customers had an issue, we overnighted them new labels. Right. Except for dad's drinking bourbon with an apostrophe. Yeah, well, that's that's a grammatical error. That's a little bit different. Oh, I got mine in, John. They didn't send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point, John. Like, you know, like these are new products and like these were small releases. And like you start finding out like, yeah, like sometimes like the label scuffs as it goes in a case and travels halfway across the country. So like, you know, on the next batch, we're going to fix that. Like tomorrow, Mike, I, we got a... You got a, a new sample. label for it. Yeah, a sample came in. So we'll take a look at that. I mean, this is, and this oh. is the second version of these. So we're, you know, I guess printing black ink on gold foil is a little bit trickier than folks anticipated, but we anticipated it for that matter. We're trying to figure it all out. But I think honestly, the good thing about you two is that you have been very honest and forthcoming from the very beginning. You know, like I go back to the first show that we did together and you literally sat there across the table. We were all in person. And you said to Zeke and I, like, what should we do next? Tell us. We want to know what should we do next? It was very endearing and it was very real. People realize that the two of you are kind of coming up with this as you go many times and they root for you because of that, because you're figuring it out. There's a lot to be said about that, that you're like, listen, we're going to make some mistakes. Sometimes we're going to hit home runs. Sometimes we're going to figure it all out, but we're all going to do it together. And you two are just such good people. It's so easy to root for you and want both of you to win. Oh, thanks buddy. Are we calling it a night? Is that it? That's a good way to end it. Drop the mic on that. Yeah, you drop the mic. But I'll be honest with you, man. It's just, it's like building a company is not hard. It's freaking hard, man. You know, so now we're getting into the operational side more and, you know, building a brand is, it's just, it's hard. And I think for any even emerging craft distiller, anybody that's going through a change or anything, I mean, if they're not having growing pains, they're full of shit, to be honest with you. We We work with a lot of these folks and they're all dealing with some of the same things we're dealing with. And I think it's okay to kind of wear your emotions on, as cliche as it sounds, wear your emotions on your sleeve and just kind of tell it as it is. And I think for us, we don't have a long back history. And, you know, Danny and I, we've always said, like, we're telling our story now in public and we're okay with that. And that's who we are. And, you know, we're just going to keep forging ahead. And which private select did you like more, us or BS <laughs> and Bourbon? I liked them all. They were all great. I really did. I, I did. I liked every one of them. Other finishes. You guys brought it up earlier. Anything uh, in the pipeline that is at least close enough to fruition you guys want to uh, you know, tease us on? Well, I, you know, the big focus. So private select, we had our barrels for private select and that is gone. Um, when that comes back, I, I don't, I'm not too sure. 
Um, it really just depends on when we find the right barrels for it. Uh, but for right now, I think Danny and I, our big focus, especially, I mean, it's actually been uh, entirely our focus. I've got five different samples here is our toasted series. And we're still figuring out like what toasted series is. And so we've been shoring up just new oak barrels, all different chars. Chars go from one to five um, across medium and heavy toast across all those different chars. And We've been filling them up and just letting them go, seeing what happens with them. That's a that that's our big focus right now. From maybe that's our barrel program for the sh for a little while. It's something that's that we can do in house. It's big for us. I was excited about this. I studied abroad in Spain when I was twenty one, and so I was very happy about these VDN barrels, these Vino de Naranja, and I said that in a Jersey accent too. But we have the VDN barrels. I think uh, both – and Danny loves them. We're, we're both excited about it. And uh, I'm we've got about right now, to, to run a test trial on. So exactly what in the Sam Hill is that? Because you said VDN earlier, and, and I thought you were talking about like the flap or committee or something. <laughs> <laughs> both. <laughs> so VDN is a – Vino de Naranja is like uh, orange wine. So it's an orange wine. They're orange wine barrels, and then – we have a bunch of them and we're going to finish our bourbon in them. So like, I actually have a sample of the orange wine right here and I'm just kind of mixing it with some of our, I'm actually, I just Mike, I actually just mixed it with some of our toasted stuff and like the toasted plus the VDN is pretty sick. The goal is to make a creamsicle. Yeah. That's what we want to make. We want to make, that we want to take a creamsicle and make that a flavor profile. And that was your idea. You were like, hey, like, what if we put the toasted with the VBN? The closest I ever got to that regarding alcohol was uh, at Epcot in Disney and the uh, the Grand Marnay slushies you can get when you visit, you know, France. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Listen, just, I'm telling you. You would get along with my father-in-law. He loves Grand Marnay. He takes Penelope and Grand Marnay and drinks them all night long. I'm telling you, <laughs> they have uh, Jim Beam slushies in America. What do they what do they have in them? That sounds that sounds really good. It's like lemonade and uh Jim Beam. I mean, do you need a lot more than that? Dude, I didn't know it was lemonade. Yeah. It's it something like good. that. I don't even know. It was good. It was just really Jim good. Beam on ice. It's washed up. <laughs> this orange this orange wine though, like just goes well with our our three mash bills cuz like uh fruits and citruses go really well with our our mash bills. And you add in this orange like zest, it's unbelievable. So, so is it is it like curacao or however you say it? That type of orange, and you don't have to be too specific. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it in a very ignorant redneck Northwest Georgia kind of way. No, so they'll take orange rinds and put them in barrels and ferment them for the wine, right? So you get like this very like orangey wine. I guess somewhat akin to like a limoncello type product. It's weird because you don't see this wine in the United States. Like I cannot find a bottle. What a buy. It's not you readily can, available. You cannot find it. It's it's really prevalent in like in Europe. Mostly well, mostly the south of Spain and Portugal. It's not really like around the world much. So the fact that we were able to get these barrels is, was pretty cool. It's delicious. I love drinking it on its own. Like when I first got a sample like a year ago, it was delicious. I do love that you guys are trying to find stuff that not everybody has. 
you know, you did the rosé finish. I don't know anybody that has done a rosé finish. And now you have like these orange cello type finishes. It's just unique and it's something different. So if you're going to do a finish at this point, there's plenty of places that have done a Madeira, a Port, a Cab Sav, a Pinot, all that type of stuff. It's like, do something different, stand out. And I think y'all are doing that. I mean, personally, I think our our mash bills and the way we blend our bourbon, I think, you know, it has a different profile and I think it just blends different with things. So like our bourbon blends well with rosé, which is like an anomaly because honestly, like the first couple of rosés we blended were like horrible. And I think most bourbons out there don't blend well, but again, like the fruits, the citruses, that's what works. This like orange wine like really works. So like, I think that's, we have a unique blend. So I think we just got to find what works well with it. Well, private selects will probably come back later this year. I know you guys got to catch up on barrel strength. You got to catch up on 80 proof. So private select is probably later in 21, maybe early 22 for people that have not already got on board, unless the demand for the dad's blend is so high. Mike, Danny, we love everything you two are doing. We love the fact that you can kind of let your hair down a little bit tonight and uh, enjoy our 300th episode with us and just kind of show the fact that we're friends and we give each other a lot of shit, but like we also respect the hell out of each other. And 300 episodes, man, Johnny and Z. I mean, I know how hard you guys work at this late nights i can't you can't i mean no 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 no. i i have really late nights zeke just shows up and drinks i'm the one who's up late edit don't act like you're up late editing dad's drinking bourbon i have i have late nights no that have nothing to do with the podcast zeke's a late night texter i know he is you 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 guys are unbelievable because i mean we'll have we'll be texting back and forth till like 2 a.m like on a on a monday and it's like rapid fire. I literally like, sleep. You can always count on you guys to be up. <laughs> Dude, I can text Zeke at four o'clock in the morning. I'll get a response in two seconds. <laughs> I literally probably sleep one, one thirty a.m. to five thirty a.m. That's pretty much. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna kill my single game now. Just blew it up real bad. <laughs> and I got like, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Danny, I'm up late. I go late. I wake up or kind of late, eight o'clock. Nine. There's days where I just roll through the night. Right. I'm just too, got too much on my mind. We appreciate you all being on our 300th episode. We can't wait to see what else happens with Penelope Bourbon. We can't wait for you to come down again to Nashville. You are long overdue. I'm looking at real estate for y'all. I think that you need to just move the operations down here because all of the barrels are, are down here. And when you talked about the having to move them up to Jersey for you to be able to taste them, it would be a heck of a lot easier if you all were already down here. And there's also no state income tax in the state of Tennessee. Just an FYI, another selling point. My wife, and she's not far away. So I'm going to say my wife did. She's good on the move, assuming Danny and Candace move. Okay, second. Danny, turn wife. up your volume. Okay, second. My <laughs> wife is slowly getting on board, 
I've been dropping hints. Hey, we might have to move to Kentucky or Tennessee. She's okay as long as, one, Mike and Carrie move, and two, if we bring her parents. Done. Yeah, you. their parents, Candace's parents are great. Yeah, they're awesome. It's in the works. We can go on a quadruple date. It'll work. Like Quadruple date. Fuck it, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> John won't be able to go that night. I have to watch the kid. <laughs> My wife will have a great time with y'all. <laughs> yeah, imagine John's like, hey, come on, move down here. Oh, it's going to be awesome. We move down. John's like, oh, I can't hang out for another four months. <laughs> <laughs> nah. She, my wife will go out with y'all. She'll have great, great time. <laughs> She'll have a great time. I'll be home, but well, we'll let you know how it goes. I mean, it's gonna be fun, and we'll, you know, we'll give you the deets. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead and find Penelope Bourbon on all of the platforms. They are on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Penelope Bourbon. Find them in stores across the country. Find them on places like Sealbox. Find them on. Um, mash and grape find them on all other online retailers they're at a bunch of places you can find dad's drinking bourbon on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon twitter at bourbon dad's instagram at dad's drinking bourbon you've obviously found us on whatever podcast platform you listen to please leave us an open honest review just like we leave open honest reviews about the whiskey we drink mike danny couldn't ask for two better guys to ring in our 300th episode with us Thank you. Guys, thank you for having us. It's nothing but love. I love that we give each other a lot of shit. And uh, it's awesome, man. This is, I can't believe it. This is number three for us now. Thank you guys for having us. Pretty soon you're going to be in the Five Timers Club and you're going to get one of those velvet jackets like they do on SNL. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, 300 episodes, that's amazing. You guys are unbelievable podcasts out there. Congratulations to both of you. We love seeing good things happen to good people. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Hopefully where Mike and Danny are moving. Cheers. Ciao. Love it, guys.